Mother is, yeah, it's, I would say we should be labeling ourselves as mothers from the moment when we actually start feeling that we, we, we able to have space in our bodies, our heart, in our life for, for someone else. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we speak with Aneta Graviak about our hormones, female well-being, fertility, and when she believes the transition of entering motherhood truly begins. Hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm super excited to have you here and really get talking about, you know, our fertility and hormones and really how that is a part of entering motherhood and and where that leads in our postpartum journey. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about you, go ahead. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Hello, Sarah. Um, very privileged to be a guest here today. Uh, my name is Aneta Gravietz. Um, where do I start? I work under the name The Wellness Designer because I'm a psychologist and nutritionist and detox toxicology expert. I'm a mindfulness facilitator. And most of all, I'm the female hormone expert. And this, oh, as we know, takes us very closely onto, onto female body, female well-being and fertility. And um, if you ask me, because I know the podcast is about fertility and postpartum and um, conception, preconception, um, this in general wasn't my intention. I have always been interested in hormonal well-being. And as a nutritionist, I mostly work with women to help them to, to feel better in their bodies and also um, feel more confident about themselves because when you feel better in your body, then you very likely look better and then it all together affects your physical mental well-being. And then as a side effect, my clients, mostly age 35 plus, even what was 146, um, they were getting pregnant. They were getting pregnant. They never told me when they were coming to, to see me and they were... Uh, working with me that um, pregnancy, fertility, that was their journey, that was on their agenda. Uh, they just came with either uh, weight loss or emotional eating or uh, whatever hormone imbalance, and they would work on it. And suddenly they would tell me that we've been trying for six years with IVF or um, anything else. And then we, you know, we've managed that everything that was going in the body, we brought their bodies into optimal state and mind, we have to talk about mind today as well. And they were conceiving, which was very interesting. This fascinated me. And I started studying and digging more into how and why that me working on physical, emotional well-being helps um, others to conceive. So this was the beginning of that very interesting chapter of my life. And currently, probably 90% of my clients are female age, not even 35, I would say 37, 47 who are trying to conceive naturally, very often they've already had the um, medical interve intervention, IUI, IVF, um, 
and other forms of, of support to help them conceive. And because it didn't work out for them uh, financially, emotionally, and also the body has been over the place with, with all the induced hormones and medicaments, um, they would like to slow down, slow down as bring their body back holistically into the optimal state of health. And, and from there, from that state of optimal health, um, for most of the cases, good things happen. So, so they conceived and they either are pregnant now or they've already had babies, uh, which obviously makes me very happy. That's amazing. That's I mean, I truly feel, you know, when we're talking about entering motherhood, I do like to focus on, you know, the postpartum period. But I think, you know, we get there from the beginning, like we enter motherhood when we're starting to try to conceive and, and really working on our fertility and everything. And especially, you know, for those moms that were trying IVF or other forms and things like that, you know, they may have had a few losses and things and such. And, you know, like I still consider those women mothers, you know, like it might have only been a few weeks of past conception or, or things like that. But, you know, they are still a mom and they're still on this journey and they're still, you know, in that postpartum period if they have had that happen. So I think, you know, what you have been doing is really amazing and and beneficial for for women that are really trying to go a more natural, holistic way and and transition into motherhood in that way. So it's interesting too, you know, that you're working with this women that are older, like. And correction here, Sarah. They are not older. They are mature. They are wise and mature. Yeah, I, I guess, like you know, like traditionally, you think sometimes, like, oh, I'm 35. You know, like it's not going to work out for me. And that's amazing that you're still able to work with women. That it's not that age limit is not something that's a factor. And so I'm really interested to just hear, you know, like what your you're focusing on and and what's going on with our hormones and you know you you said mind and and body um i think mindset is definitely something that's really helpful in transitioning through this period as well and so where where do you really start it's it's beautiful what you said and i'm just going to mention as you said honoring motherhood yes for anyone I wouldn't even say that you have to go through miscarriage, a chemical pregnancy, uh, stillbirth, uh, maybe abortion, termination for, for, for the reasons to, to be recognized as a mother. I would even say women who have been dealing with um, undiagnosed fertility as, as a medical termist, uh, who haven't been able to conceive at all, I still consider them mothers. And I hope they do as well, because they came with this desire in their body, in their mind, and find that space in their life to, to become a mother, to, to have a physical child in their life. And it hasn't happened yet. And I truly believe that if we start living, I'm also an NLP practitioner, so it's a neuro-linguistic programming and positive psychology. So if we really, really want something, we need to start believing and living with it. So I encourage everyone who has been on a fertility journey and the journey hasn't come uh, become fruitful yet 
that we start living and, and accepting ourselves as mothers because this shifts the energy, this shifts many things. This shifts how we look at our body, how we look at our nutrition, how we charge ourselves as recharge, as time of rest, time of sleep, uh, how we connect with ourselves. So mother is, yeah, it's, I would say we should be labeling ourselves as mothers from the moment when we actually start feeling that we, we, we able to have space in our bodies, our heart in our life for, for someone else. Yeah, that's amazing. That's such a good point. You know, how you said it hasn't happened yet. I think that's such a good uh, mind frame to put yourself in and say, you know, I am a mother, like I just haven't had my child yet. And and being able to say it in that way, I think it's very uh, positive way of thinking. It's the only way I have to say. And I know it's so easy to beat yourself up. If you, if you, I don't know, if you haven't, you, you put yourself on the agenda and you know that age is catching up with your fertility and, you know, six months and one year and 18 months and two years and what's wrong with me? Or perhaps few miscarriages or, or some other way of losing um, the pregnancy and you're beating yourself up and you put the blame on yourself. And first thing, um, when we talk about fertility, there is about 40% cases these days that it's due to sperm. So I always say, please, that is if, you, if you're conceiving with a partner, with a, with a male partner, different story when we've got um, sperm donors, but please put that in mind, about 40% these days, a responsibility for not conceiving or not viable pregnancy, not live birth is due to sperm quality. But also there are many factors and sometimes there are little mind shifts. I, I'm truly amazed by the fact that when I've worked with my clients and we've done everything on the physical level and they still weren't conceiving, we start digging into that mental piece because I believe it's easier to change your diet, to add supplements, maybe put you on acupuncture or any other things. But deeper work that requires the foundations, which is that optimal blood test, maybe checking your thyroid, checking your hormones, checking out, maybe losing a bit of weight, maybe putting a bit on weight, maybe uh, managing your ovulation, your menstruation, so it becomes nice and regular monthly flow. This is easier to manage than our mental state. Mental state, energy and attitude we've got towards ourselves and towards the whole process of fertility. So all these aspects are very important and I truly believe that emotional state is actually the most important. So the language we're using, so up until now, that hasn't happened or hasn't happened yet. It's a totally different way of the energy we're sending. And if, if any of you has read the book about the spirit babies, and I truly uh, recommend the book, you will also notice and you will know that the baby's actually choosing you. That very particular baby is choosing you to become their mother. So that baby is actually assigned to you, is waiting there because they've got a job, the business to do with you for, for mutual personal growth. And that baby's waiting for you when you open, when you unfold, when you actually relax. I know you might be thinking, okay, I need to get that much uh, savings. I need to move into the bigger house. I need to get a different car. And then you've got the to-do list very long. But that baby really doesn't need that. That baby needs to know that you've got that contentment with yourself. So if anything, start with some personal 
self-reflection and that maybe some personal development journey, maybe catching up with the relationship you had with your mother, your parents. And I had that beautiful expression one day, mother yourself first. Okay, we, all of us, each of us, we've got this broken piece that came from the memories of the past events that happened to us. And we, especially women, we, we love to shame and blame ourselves for not being slim enough. I haven't met a woman yet who would say she's, she's, she's slim enough, right? So not being slim enough, not being pretty enough, not being good enough, not being talented enough. We love doing this to ourselves. And I just would love you to pause and notice that you're great. You're really amazing. And this baby's not going to look if you size eight, if you... Anything else that you think is not perfect about you, that baby doesn't need that. That baby is looking for that connection, for, for that contentment you've got with yourself and for the joy you taking from your life, the way you live your life, the interests, the passions, the hobbies, how you say yes, how you stop maybe controlling things and how you spontaneously adapt because life is mostly about us adapting to the events that happened. How many times we maybe wrote ourselves a beautiful script of what's going to happen every given month, every given year, and suddenly life is showing you a finger and it's laughing at you, right? And the whole plan <laughs> falls apart and we're starting from scratch. And so this baby needs to know that you're flexible, that you're adaptable, that no matter what, you're okay. Because this is very attractive for them. See, I told you, Sarah, I will be walking away because I'm so passionate about the subject. So I guess better if you, if you come back to some questions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's amazing. And I think it's something that sometimes we truly overlook. And I think, you know, I have gone through such a journey of my own and really tapping into that personal development and looking at myself and things like that. And this transition more so happened you know, after my daughter was born and I was really kind of like, who am I? Like, what's going on? And like, I I almost felt like I needed to play catch up for like, here was this baby that was ready to show me all of these things. And I was kind of like, still, yeah, like having so much that I needed to do for myself. And I think that is such a a vital part of entering motherhood and really just, you know, self-reflecting, personal development, and just trying to, like you said, mother yourself and, and really just focus on that because it is so overlooked sometimes. And, and occasionally we'll have, you know, those thoughts of, oh, this is just silly. Like it must just be something else. It must be some physical aspect that's not hitting the mark. And so we ignore that and we don't focus on wanting to, you know, tap into that spiritual side and and really focus on our mindset and grounding and and taking the time to do that self-discovery work. And I think that that's like step one, you know, like really just allowing yourself to get to that point of relaxing and resting in the thought of, you know, maybe this does have a factor on my fertility or what's going on with my life. So wise what you said, Sarah, I just talked from the 
um, from the experience of my clients now that's exactly what you said and I fully understand that on average a client that comes to me 37 39 and they got into that race with the time which is okay we we, we just we, we track ovulation every month and we, we you know we get into baby dancing i take all the supplements and i and i stopped drinking and i stopped enjoying life and just like there's nothing else to do and i stopped exercising because i don't want to overdo anything and i'm i'm doing everything right and what's wrong and when i listen to them when i hear them and i said the wrong thing is that you've got no joy in your life and yes i understand why you so fast-tracked and you're so concentrated on every month you don't want to miss a month because it's missed opportunity but actually stepping back allowing yourself a few months to just reset and go on holiday do something really nice or crazy that you wanted to do because as we know for the first 20 30 years of our lives we do everything to prevent pregnancies right and we think how nice will be to be in a relationship when we actually can relax and not worry about that aspect of our relationship which is under contraception and then suddenly when we really really want it to happen the whole joy is gone because we're so fixed on the on the outcome on the result right so it's so when i work with clients i guess because i connect psychology with nutrition the most important for me is to listen and just slow them down calm them down of course it's very important to if the things hasn't been working for you and you haven't been becoming pregnant or pregnancy hasn't been viable, it's very important to look into your hormones, into your blood test, uh, to check what's going on with your thyroid, the progesterone, estrogen, maybe autoimmune conditions, maybe, maybe PCOS, endometriosis. That's very important. It's very important to boost your diet with antioxidants and all the fertility-friendly food and, and look into toxins in, toxins in your life. I'm always saying that's just, you know, how you think about the whole process. This is even more important. So, yeah, you beautifully said because you learned from your own experience, right? So we be wiser when we actually have to go through this journey. But only then things start slowing down. And, and I, I stress that in my course. So I've got Holistic Fertility online course. The course is about three months. And... Every single lesson is just starting from the basics. The course is either a week, each lesson, or maybe longer, depends on the individuals. And they are sessions with me face-to-face -face when I really bring my clients onto track because some clients really, they just want to see the, the final result. And the faster they go, the more they miss. The, the, then the final result is even farther from them. So the slower, the faster in a way that we we, we allow ourselves to be ourselves and noticing what we've missed on that journey of, as we said, murdering ourselves, what we've noticed about ourselves, our resilience, self-kindness, self-acceptance, that maybe some things don't matter so much. And maybe instead of doing and turning our world upside down, changing everything, we can relax and concentrate just on this one aspect that needs to be improved. Yeah, I love how you said the faster you go, the more you miss. And I think, you know, especially in this day and age, like we are always trying to like, go, go, go. And we feel like we just need to be doing more. And and if we're doing all the right things, and we're, you know, propelling ourselves, like looking farther into the future, like that's, that's the right thing. And that's how we have to be. But I think, 
you know, focusing more on the present moment and really taking time to slow down and, you know, finding like a meditation or, or yoga practice or something along those lines to help build those muscles and do that for ourselves can really go such a long way. And, um, you know, I, I think, and then like jumping back to nutrition though, too, you know, like what happens, you know, we think we do have our mindset in check. We are, you know, putting ourselves in that frame of mind. You were saying, uh, fertility friendly foods. What are some, I guess, core foods that you have found that really help increase our fertility or get our bodies flowing more regularly or having our hormones better in check? No secrets here. I'm not going to, I'm, I won't be going into very detail because it's very unique and individual. But for everyone, if I can give one advice for everyone, it will be natural food. Natural food means real food, non-processed food. So I know it sounds, what does she mean? So I mean the food that you can actually maybe have three steps from the field onto the shop on your plate. Okay, that's the, the simplest food. If you buy the food from the supermarket, which is wrapped up, and then you, you can't even pronounce the ingredients, that means that's no, no food any longer. That's a food-like item. So the best fertility food is the real natural food. And we know what it is. That will be greens, there will be vegetables, there will be fruit, uh, there will be eggs. Uh, sorry to break it, but vegetarian vegan diet is not the most optimal for fertility. Meat is, is recommended. That is not hormones-induced meat, but um, organic uh, grass-fed. Uh, same goes for eggs, fish, something that looks natural. Probably limited dairy because dairy may cause inflammation. Also, it's prone to induce, uh, boost our estrogen progesterone ratio so um um then whole grains then seeds so just really if we think of common sense diet and definitely not avoiding any food group so not thinking of keto not thinking of just just really using because female needs some carbs our bodies for hormones and for, to have certain percentage of fat in the body we need carbohydrates so Thinking of eating the most natural food, so in other ways, eat only what your grandma would eat. Don't eat what your grandma wouldn't eat. So the food that hasn't existed yet or food-like products, this food should be avoided. That will be processed sugar, right? We, we probably see sugar in any processed food. There will be food that's, that expiry date is longer than a few months. So coming to basics as much as we can, this is to start with hydrating our body, mostly with H2O. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that's something that I've definitely found in, in my own experience also, like really just resorting back to those whole basic foods and figuring out like what my body's telling me and how my body's reacting and, and what's going on when I put different things into my body and how I'm fueling my body. And I think, you know, my, my mood changes, I think uh, just overall health and everything, like I can, I can feel it. And I think like when you're, when you start to change your diet to the point that you actually can tell when you eat something that doesn't go with your body that you feel worse 
I think that's when we can really be like, wow, I'm kind of in this like prime state of of eating. So when you do have something that's not in a line with your nutrition, you really notice it a lot quicker and faster and you can kind of correct it. Uh, you know, when you're not drinking enough water and you start to feel dehydrated or, or things like that. And when you really can, wow, hold on, like my head hurts a little bit. Maybe I'm not getting what I need. I think that's what I have found to be, you know, my optimal state of, of eating well, when I can really see that shift and that fluctuation in, in how I'm fueling my body in a way. Very well said. And I congratulate you on this, Sarah, because in my course, any course on nutrition and that holistic fertility course, I talk a lot about being in tune with your body and your mind. So exactly as you said, when you clean up your diet and move your diet into the best possible that serves you, then you can really understand your body. So as you said, headache, dehydration lack of energy, maybe lack of proteins, or maybe you haven't eaten for six hours and you're feeling that your sugar level is dropping. Uh, it's maybe if you're getting constipated, then you know, have I had enough fiber? So it's so beautiful to connect. Also, I stress you mentioned meditation yoga. In the, in the holistic fertility course, I offer yoga for fertility and mindfulness practices because I also like the mind to be tuned in. So we feel when there are any, any anxious thoughts or we're feeling a bit of emotional discomfort, instead of jumping into these thoughts and allowing them to drive our day, we can notice, just like we notice, hang on, why am I having a headache? Am I dehydrated? So when you feel a bit emotionally uncomfortable, let's put it this way, then you can start having little conversation with those emotions like, hang on, why am I feeling anxious? What happened to me yesterday? Or maybe because I'm waiting for, I don't know, maybe my PMS, PMS is coming. Or maybe because of this event. Or maybe because someone said something or did something and I got upset and this was a trigger. So it's beautiful to see how you can stay in this neutral state emotionally and learning more about yourself. Because I believe the more trained you are in that neutrality, your kids, and I hope you all have beautiful, healthy children, sooner or later will have a tantrum, right? <laughs> it's two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, the older. And you being that parent for them that they need, that they desire, you need to stay in that neutral zone as much as possible for your sake, for their sake. You need to learn how to love them wisely, right? So not always saying yes, but being able to say no, being able to be consistent with your parental choices, with your parenting, being strict and being loving, answering why that's whatever sort of punishment you need to use. So you need to be very well trained in that neutrality because kids will exercise us in any way, right? Trying to get the finger and then the elbow and even more. So you need to constantly bring yourself back into that super extra zone of being chilled and neutral. So this is what I teach in the course as well. And therefore, I recommend mindfulness practice for, for anyone I know, really. That's amazing. Yeah, I definitely agree with all of that. And so how can you kind of, or how much information do you know 
sort of, you know, after we do conceive, after there is a baby, we are pregnant. What is going on with our hormones in that aspect? Because, you know, we aren't getting our period. That has been suppressed. How is that kind of regulating our body differently? Are we still having cycles that are just not visibly, physically being seen? There's two running hormones, estrogen and progesterone. And estrogen is the one that we've got the feminine shape and the one that pushes luteinizing hormone and follicular growth. So we ovulate, but then progesterone is taking over and then progesterone would eventually drop and our uterine lining is shedding off and we're menstruating. However, when the conception happens, progesterone is rising. That means sore boobs. That means constipation. That means moods. That means nausea. Uh, so that progesterone is rising and running the show up until the placenta is formated. Uh, they say about eight, nine weeks. However, we know how long some ladies can feel sick. 12 weeks. So kind of like the first trimester if we think. So the body knows the body is not shed shedding the uterine lining and it's not um, ovulating because there is a viable pregnancy. Okay. But our body is driven over with the hormones until sort of the lucky ones, second trimester, for others around 20 weeks, right? I'm, I'm giving the worst case scenarios. Of course, there were ladies who had never felt anything, right? They're just like, fine, no nausea, nothing. I'm feeling great. However, for most of the cases, there is something going on. So the progesterone needs to settle. So placenta takes over. And about from the second trimester, things are looking smoother. They call second trimester the honeymoon because the body size and shape is not yet uncomfortable. There is not so much pain in the pelvis, in the groin area, uh, and the things are fine. Just the third trimester is a bit of discomfort because there is extra weight. And I know you're interested for the mothering part, which is postpartum. And, and we know that, especially when we're breastfeeding, and that hormones are still all over the place. Um, there is a lot of anxiety. There is a lot. Am I good enough? How am I going to manage? There is a lot of staying up at night. Uh, the body, the fourth trimester, the body still is going through a lot and hasn't recovered yet from conception, from creating new life for the nine months, from delivery, whichever way it happened, right? And suddenly, boom, we're fully responsible for new life and we sleep whenever, we eat whatever, we, we're running on caffeine and sugar. Okay, and very likely that our lifestyle, that preconception, which I teach our ladies, and that how pregnancy shows us how we're going to look after ourselves when we postpartum. Because the lady who took great care of herself, eating a lot of fiber, eating a lot of folate, eating, uh, drinking a lot of water, antioxidant diet, reducing caffeine, she will have those good habits for postpartum that means she will have a lot of energy she will be shedding off that weight so coming back to her natural shape and i know it's very important for many women because confidence drops as well right so she will take care of herself she will know she needs to hydrate when she's breastfeeding and mostly because she's done that mental attitude practice she will know that she needs to switch off and find time for herself to catch herself 
find herself and connect with herself in that new role as not only a mother, because it's so easy to extend yourself to that baby, forgetting that you were a human being and a woman before that baby turned up in your life. So it's, it's a very nice, you know, continuation. So that's why that preconception tells us exactly when we're going to land up at, land out as our, as mothers of, of the newborns. That's amazing. So that's something that you also do in the fertility course. You discuss postpartum as well. Exactly, because it's it's so, as our body, it's all synchronized and connected. There is no like the chapter, okay, I'm stopping here and I'm continuing with something else. No, they're very similar principles, still taking care of ourselves, still feeding our mind and our heart with that self-love, kindness, acceptance, acceptance for the way we feel, acceptance for our emotions, and also big um, stress on, on connecting, connecting with others in a very similar situation because loneliness, especially in the time of, of the pandemic, right? It's just, it's a horrible time to, to, to be left with a, with a newborn on your own, especially if it's your first one, um, maybe not having family around, not having friends, not having anyone with similar experience. So very important to connect, very, very important. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's amazing. I'd love for you to really give our listeners um, a way of being able to reach you. And, you know, if they've enjoyed listening to you and, and want more, you know, where can they find you? How can they um, learn more about your course? Things like that. So if you want to go ahead and give us uh, information on, on all of that. Sure. It'll be my pleasure. Um, so the easiest way is to find me on social media, which is um, Instagram, Facebook, at The Wellness Designer. And I share, post a lot of uh, free content, which is influence inspired by the clients I work with. Uh, so you find a lot of there. Uh, then if you're interested, I've got few ebooks, ebooks regarding nutrition on the budget, which is a beautiful way to balance your hormones and eat because we always think healthy eating is very expensive and we give up. So I'm proving uh, through the web with my clients that you can eat on the budget very healthily. So there is an ebook with about 30 recipes for any season that balances your hormone, works with your thyroid, uh, work for PSS and PCOS, endometriosis and prepares your body for conception. I also, because I'm a chocoholic, I love chocolate. And many years ago, I was able, this is how my journey started. In, when I was a student, I was able to, to spoon a jar of Nutella. I, I swear, I was able to do that. And I noticed that that's probably not good for me. And this is when my nutrition journey, dietitian journey started. So I started creating my own chocolates. So, and then it made me also as well to, to write a book on, on healthy chocolates recipe about cacao. And cacao is a superfood, it's fertility friendly food. So I've got a book about that. And I've got another one, sugar, the food that everybody craves, but nobody needs. Hmm. Nothing else needs to be said, said here, but you know, sugar is the biggest addiction that heroin. So... I was a sugar holding, so the book talks how you can slowly reduce the sugar intakes, how you could replace sugar with something that's healthy and tastes really good, and also what to expect. And so, and they also recipes, so that's another quite interesting book, I would say. 
And I've got the course. So the recent course is Holistic Fertility. And you can find that course on my website, www.thewellnessdesigner.com. So uh, you find the course there. You can read about it. If you've got any more questions, you will find a email address on that website that you can reach me out. You can ask any questions. Uh, you can also send me an email via the social media. So either the Wellness Designer Facebook or the Wellness Designer Instagram. And I'll be happy to connect and help you in any way I can on your journey. Perfect. Thank you so much for this conversation today and really just, you know, like letting us know that there is a more holistic solution to the fertility journey and, and entering motherhood. So I really appreciate this conversation today and having you come on. My pleasure. I always say the, no, the more we know, the better we, we do for ourselves and for others. So any opportunity to educate ourselves and others is just our duty to, to this world, to this planet, to humanity. Thank you so much for having me here today. Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood.